Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're joined now, as promised, by Brad Stevens, uh, president of basketball operations here for the Boston Celtics. Oh, you These got, are Red Sox you got, questions. Is that, yeah, what do you got? You got some questions there? You got some notes there? I see what you're going to ask Cora and Sale. Oh, no, that's that's you already get them. Well, that's Gresham Fourier for Cora. Oh, they got questions for us for Sale? Nice. I'll have, wow. to, uh, I'll have to use those That's right. uh, during our interview. Chris Sale is going to join us uh, next hour. But, Brad, appreciate you joining us. Yeah, here. thanks for having me. Of course. Now, what, uh, what is your uh, personal involvement with the Jimmy Fund over the years in a variety of roles mm-hmm. with the Boston Celtics? <laughs> well, obviously, the Shamrock Foundation's always been very active with it. Personally, we've been um, – right when we got here, um, maybe early on, we did a tour of – um, this, the science part of the hospital where they were doing all of the different research. And um, I always tell the story every year. So we saw the, the different tests they're doing on zebrafish, with that, which have similar. Uh, yeah, like that big, whatever. right, right yeah, when you walk so, in that so big you, thing. Yeah. So, you, so we saw that. We have uh, one of Brady's best friends as a little kid. Um, when they were five, was diagnosed with neuroblastoma and oh, has beat it three times since. Wow. wow. Um, and a big reason why is because of people's giving, is because of. Um, advancements, clinical trials, the opportunity to to participate in those things. And so anytime that we get a chance to learn about that, learn about how the research is done, you know, obviously we want to help. We want to aid in any way that we can. And um, so, you know, we know know how important this is. You know, I I was just telling Taylor, who I was with from the Celtics, like, to me, this this whole event is, is more than the sports community. It's more than the hospital community, it's a big part of Boston, and it's a big part of why we've enjoyed Boston. Absolutely. Uh, I, I do have to bring up uh, my former favorite member of the Celtics, Marcus Smart. He did so much uh, community outreach and so much for uh, pediatric patients of cancer around he the did. city. And I'm wondering, uh, as you get, get ready to ramp up going into this season, how do you expect this locker room to be different without Marcus Smart there? Well, first of all, you're right. He he did do a lot. He does a lot in the community. Um, a lot of our players uh, do a ton in the community. And, um, you know, one of the things that has been one of the nice parts about the job, and I got it more as a coach, was when you, get, you go and visit children's or you go and visit other hospitals and you see the reaction to those guys and then you see how much they give of their time. And Marcus was, was great with that. You know, I think our locker room, we've been chock full of a lot of quality people for a long time. And, you know, that gives other people a voice. It gives other people a voice to step into and step up to. And, um, you know, very obviously we need the, you know, Jason and Jalen to continue to um, grow in that area. And we think they're among the best that there can be. And so we need them to 
to step up to that. And, but the other people will have an opportunity to do so. Anytime that you have somebody that's played such a big role um, and has such a big personality, right, then that's options for, or opportunities for others to step into that. But he's, he's a good one, and, and we'll miss him, and uh, he's certainly good in the community. There's been some tough off seasons, I'd say, since you uh, joined the Celtics as a coach and as a GM this past one. Uh, I would say just in terms of the trade you had to make and, and some of the other things that have gone on here, the way the season ended, uh, how challenging was that for you How uh, in, in terms of the other years compared to them? I always try to keep in, in perspective, like when you're playing late, that you're, you know, it's not all bad. You know, my first year I got here, we were, we had just traded Pearson Garnett mm -hmm. and, you know, we won 25 games and we lost 57 and, 57 losses in one year when you're a coach or a player is is hell and so I, i've tried to I, I have i think i've got a better perspective after the come close years um but it but it's still like when you're knocking on that door um all you want to do is is get through it and, and make sure that you're doing everything you can to put yourself in position to do that um the trades and the transactions and all those things those are hard because those are emotional moments with people that you know and that you've spent a lot of time with and that you're really fond of but you know ultimately our job is to try to you know um you know chase banners and that's what we're trying to do and um you know we think this team will be in the mix again uh, but being in the mix is only part of it you know you gotta you gotta be able to play your best when your best is needed i thought that we had a couple of bad weeks last year and the worst one was in may you mm. know and so we just can't let that happen um, if we're going to be what we want to be. You made a, a pretty seismic shift with the team. Smart out, Porzingis in. There were other at least reported deals that, that maybe could have happened in between or a prominent reported deal that could have happened in between. Why did you feel the team needed what I would consider a pretty seismic change? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, again, I think as you look at as you looked at it just simply from a roster construction standpoint last year Peyton really got squeezed obviously because our guards were so deep you know with Marcus with Malcolm with Derek you know you slide Jason to the point a lot with that group or he brought the ball up a lot and then you've got you know you've got another guy and then and our bigs were pretty thin and, and you know when Rob was out at the start of the year those guys that played in his place did an amazing job of kind of keeping us afloat like Blake was as good as it gets on and off the court. You know, Luke did a really good job. Al, with, at 36 years old, did a great job. We just can't put that much on those guys and continue to expect it to be at the level we need it to be. So we had to address kind of the, the balance of the roster is a big part of it. And then, you know, it's just time. It's time for guys to, to continue to show the growth that we need to show to, to get to where we need to go. And as part of that, you oftentimes have to make tough decisions and you bring in talented players. The only way you're going to do that other than draft is trade somebody out, and that's really, really the difficult part of it. So we'll see how it all plays, see how it all plays out. We'll see how it all fits together. Chris Stapps seems to be in a really good place. Like he's, he, he is focused on what matters. Like he's coming here to do his part to help us win, and that's what's very clear in communicating with him when he came for his press conference. And Kristaps, we now know, has that foot injury. What is the challenge of bringing someone into a new locker room while they're simultaneously rehabbing, coming up to training camp? Yeah, I'm not concerned about that. I mean, he's in lap, or he's in, um, 
he's he's out at the FIBA tournament with the team, so he's he's doing his rehab there. We were we were with him in the ten days. Our training staff was with him in the ten days as he was diagnosed with plantar fascia. He went through all the progressions. He really tried to ramp up and play, and you know just determined like I don't want to deal with lingering effects down the road. And so this is something that we should be able to navigate and manage in the next few weeks and be ready for training camp. And so we're we're you know we're planning on having him on day one of training camp. But um, but it you know he really wanted to try the ramp up because it really mattered to be there. Like I don't know if you saw the clip of him the other day when Latvia won and he's kind of behind the bench and yeah, they beat France. They beat right? France. Yeah, it was a huge win, mm-hmm. as big of a win probably as they've had in a while. And and just the genuine joy and emotion, like those those guys that represent their countries, um, they really enjoy that opportunity. So he was heartbroken not to do it, but he did. He put he put the opportunity here and in the and took away any chance of having lingering effects by addressing it now, and it shouldn't be a big deal. But so from the outside looking in, he was trying to ramp up. It, it, it bothered him, right? It's something he can be ready for on day one. Yeah. Uh, and, but I, I feel like I've I've read, and perhaps it's other sports, or maybe treatment has come a long way over the years, that it can it can pop back up. It could be something you have to manage all year long. Are you confident, even if he's ready day one, it won't have to be managed all year long? Well, you never know how it all ends up, right? But from a sports science perspective, and from our own physical therapists and the the leader of our sports performance group, Phil Coles, like they're as good as I've been around at, at navigating and managing and. And really being able to say, like, if we do this now, we'll be in good shape. And um, I, I dealt with plantar fascia towards my later years of playing, which was a long, long time ago. I don't deal with it anymore, you know, like, um, and I didn't deal with it after I took the appropriate rest, right? So if you manage it, if you treat it correctly, and then you ramp back up at the right rate, then it's got a lot less chance of being a lingering issue. So, again, it's this is not like – his foot's this gonna isn't fall a, off. This, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, good. This isn't what good. I would call a significant injury that you're concerned about, big picture. Okay, he has both yeah. his feet still good. Yeah, okay, when, we do, when good. we do like when we go through the the medicals in a, in a trade or like in the draft, it's like plantar fa- a little bit of plantar fascia is not the end of the world. Did you were you aware of that before uh, bringing no. him in? No. Okay. Uh, when did you start to zero in on him? When did you know he was available? And when did you sort of decide, all right, we're going to make a real play for this guy? It all happened pretty. F- pretty quick i mean we knew the timing of um the option right and you know you don't know necessarily um what the team is thinking what the players are thinking etc and so um you know we got in touch with washington and um tried to pulse that out and feel that out and, and went from there but is he you know, someone you're you've been looking all, at yeah you're working all year for or you're you're not working all year but you, you are talking to teams all year and you're talking about who you like and who you you know might be interested in the future and that's kind of how the trade world works and then when those opportunities present themselves you can move a little quicker because you have that background of information right the 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 part that was very obvious was he's seven foot three so he can play the five and the four and he can play with any of our fives and fours which i think is important right when you're talking about if you bring in somebody that's just a center it's hard to play them and rob together Right, but if you bring in somebody that has the skill set that Chris Stapps has, has a skill set that Al has, now you can mix and match a little bit, and you can stay bigger longer. And I think that that's something that we couldn't do as much last year with our smaller groups because our a lot of our best players were, you know, the, our guards, mm-hmm. you know, and so we just we we ended up playing small, 
And I do think you've got to be able to do both. You've got to have some optionality to do both. But when we were hurt on the front line, we were thin. Now, you mentioned your first season with the Celtics after a major fun. trade. And <laughs> Joe Mazzulla, Joe Mazzulla got thrown into the deep end of the pool last year. Just I had from it way easier than Joe. <laughs> yeah. so what Everybody are, thought we were going to stink. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your expectations from him as a head coach in his second year now with a little bit more breathing room leading yeah, up to it? No, I mean, first of all, I thought he did a really good job. Listen, winning 57 games in the NBA is really hard. Um, and, and it's not like we were healthy the whole time. You know, if he didn't get a chance to, to really work our big lineup like the year before where we were really rolling headed into the playoffs until about 35 or 40 games left in the season. At that time, we were managing both Al and Rob's minutes. So we really didn't – he didn't get a chance to, to really, really coach that group in the way that he probably would have wanted to. Obviously, it was unique circumstances to take over in that way. And he did a really good job. And then the reality is – when you coach in the NBA, it was funny. I had a guy from college call me, and he said he was going to interview for one of these open jobs. And he said, you know, what do you think? I just said, well, if you make the Final Four in college, everybody's going to talk about how great you are. You make the Final Four in the NBA after each loss, you're a bum. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the way it goes because there's nothing else going on. Yeah, sorry. And that's all, yeah. everybody, that's all everybody talks about. So, you know, and I get that. We all get it. You know, if anybody knew how the microscope was going to be, it was going to be me. You know, um, so I, I knew what was coming in some ways. I didn't expect us to have a bad week as a team in May um, the way that we did. But, you know, like, hey, Jason, Jalen, you know, Joe, those guys are going to be – they're going to get praise and they're going to get a lot of scrutiny, and that's just the way it goes. You want to uh, – you ever consider taking him on in jiu-jitsu? I've seen his, his <laughs> jiu-jitsu work. You ever consider that? I don't think we're throwing up the same thing in the weight room. I, although he tells me that that doesn't really matter in jiu-jitsu, but I, I lose track of all those conversations pretty quickly. I think I, I'll stick with golf. Okay, that sounds, uh, yeah. that sounds good. Well, Brad, uh, thank you so much for joining us here and taking the time in the 21st annual WEEI Nesson uh, Jimmy Fun Telethon. And uh, thank you for your work at the Shamrock Foundation. We're going to talk to Steve Paliuka Great. in the, uh, the 4 o'clock hour, and I think uh, we have some big news from him that we'll, uh, we'll be asking about. But we appreciate sure. it. How'd you get? How'd you get this guy like on a pull your heartstrings type of? It's a I good. It's a good question. It's a I'm good transition. You know, it's, for it's you. I'm surprised they let me. I'm surprised <laughs> they let me in. Sometimes, you know, you're surprised yeah. too. I can tell. I, I am a little surprised. <laughs> yeah. I do. I haven't. I, I haven't heard yet. Have you pulled out any of your impersonations yet? Uh, every once in then. Every once yeah. in then. I have. Uh, I have before. I know your wife's Don't a big worry. fan. She, she is a big. fan. I know. I do she know from talking to you in the past. Your wife is a big fan. Did That's you ever right. buy that T-shirt or no? Did you wear it? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, she has never bought it, but I would totally wear it. <laughs> okay. I would totally wear Good. it. Good. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to I was hoping you, you would go like into that spiel during these <laughs> questions, especially the hard questions. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Stapp's, Chris Stapp's foot. You knew what the, what the answer was going to be like, but you guys well, are doing good work. Next year. Next year. Any, yeah, right. Maybe next year. Uh, anytime. Right. Brad, we appreciate You're it. You're doing so good much. work. Keep it up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.